Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You ready? Hello friends, and welcome back to another episode of Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shinzade, where we cover ongoing headlines and meet interesting fucking guests. I'm here with a great friend of mine. He is the man you go to when your business needs some funding. I'm talking about the cash. He has been the CEO of Create Business Incubator, the co-founder of Zoomability and Electrical All-Terrain Vehicle, and not to forget, involved in two investment companies. He has developed the ultimate formula in investment readiness process and knows the ins and outs of the startup investment world. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce this week's co-host, the one and only Jan Larsson. How is life? It is good. I'm, I say as my grandmother says, uh, it's so good, it couldn't be better. It's like couscous. So good, <laughs> they named this twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh, do, do, you, um, do you still manage to work d- during the COVID-19 times? As little as possible, as little, usual. All right. Uh, working smarter, not harder. Yeah. But how, how has that affected you? For, my, for me, really, it was uh, kind of good because I had a hectic time and then uh, COVID came and it, uh, I got some uh, assignments that I lost. But in the long run, I think I needed this pause. So I really used it. Uh, I just came now from my coach session uh, to focus on three ventures. So I'm not mm. too you know, busy on too many things. So right. that's why I'm trying to scale down. So it's working less. You said coach. What kind of coach is it? Is it a mental one or is it a personal trainer actually combination between a personal uh coach uh from a mental and a physical perspective but also business so it's really all of it Uh, and it's really good because uh, i got a lot of 
things going on and the thoughts and so on. And I just separated from my wife since 20 years, so yeah, it's been a, right. uh, a difficult time. But uh, he's really helping me with his questions, and then I find my own answers, and then uh, eventually I end up here. And, uh, and we just left it, and I said, it's, uh, life is good. It's good to be Bjorn. That, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you do you have to pay a lot for this kind of coach? Is that thousand dollars an hour coach? <laughs> no, but I just told him <laughs> that, given the result, yeah. I pay him too little. Really, but before you start, then you think, okay, this is a lot of money. But but yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's worth it every every dime. Yeah, so no problem. Yeah, usually we talked with Patrick on the show. You know, performance coaches and all kinds of coaches. Patrick Grin. Patrick Grin, yeah, yes, yeah. He's my coach. He's your coach. <laughs> I did have a sense that it could be him. Yeah, wow, good. so he's that good, huh? He's really good. Wow. Uh, now I can say that, really. Uh, he's also one of my uh, instructors in the, my investment readiness process. When I had him as a coach, then I can also really say that he's really awesome. He's wow. so good. So before we start terrorizing you with the questions that you know, we'll start terrorizing with the questions maybe you not know. So, and the segment we have on the show is called True or False. Mm. So you get a statement and then you say, is this true or is, is this false? Pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. Let's just start the show. First question. A sneeze is faster than an eye blink. False. That one is true, actually. <laughs> I'm going to be awful at this. <laughs> That's, that, it's Come completely on. okay. It's completely okay. Yeah. Second question. John F. Kennedy is on the $2 bill. False. Good job. See, you got one point got there. One point. Yeah, yeah, good job. It's Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Third one. Fingernails grow faster than hair. False. That is also true. You're good. Two points. Wow. You started pretty slow and then you got up again. Wow. Okay. Okay. Fourth one. Olympic gold medal is made of silver. False. That one is true, actually. It is. Yeah. But it's also very misleading. Have you got one? I haven't got one. Well, I thought I have to <laughs> redo my questions if you said you got one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know what it's. But like. that's the thing with you, you know. Like sometimes you think you know stuff that you've done, and then you suddenly, bam, you just talk about something, and you're like, "Yeah, I've been doing that too." Yeah. And then you get surprised, like how much time did you have growing <laughs> yeah, up, you know? But I have not a gold medal. Okay, that great. Okay. All right, fifth one. Shrimp's heart is in its head. They're really small. They're really, really small. Um, yeah, true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Are you into animals, by the way? Not that much. Not I that much? I though. All right. So you wouldn't say that you are a special kind of animal? Like we had Alexander Gaga on the show, and he said that he sees himself like a white shark. Oh, like that? Yeah. Do, okay. do you, do you yeah, see yeah, yourself yeah, as yeah, a I, special animal? I see animal? myself on it as an eagle. An eagle? Yes. All right. Uh, Why is that? I think it's probably because I got the ability to really go sky high and see the, you know, the whole picture, and yeah. then I can dive down and be really, you know, into the ground yeah, right. when I need to. So that kind of flexibility. That is cool. Two more to go. Okay, a rabbit eats its own poop. It's true. 
It is true. I've seen it. This wow, you were you really? Yeah, that's why you were so life. sure about it. Yeah, that's one. It's probably the only one <laughs> I'm really sure about. I've seen it. That is cool. Okay, seven, and the last one. Are you ready? Yes. Sandwich is named after a person. True. That is also true. Oh, yeah. That is so true. But how cool isn't that? Yeah, you know cool. my grand 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 granddad. <laughs> His name is sandwich. Right? <laughs> His name is sandwich. Yeah. Did you know that? My brother's name is Burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great, Bjorn. You made the the, the terrorizing question true or false. Uh, congratulations. You're not going to get any prize, unfortunately. Oh. Let's just move on and uh, let's just. Talk about stuff that takes up most of your time right now, you know, from the work aspect. Okay. Uh, well, when it comes to the professional side, yeah. uh, it's to really focus on the three ventures. I'm, so as we can't do that much business right now, mm-hmm. I, I try to plan and, and make, uh, you know, preparations for the autumn. Uh, but in one of them, my own company, Beals, we've got, I've got two investment readiness processes going on and uh, it's all all is on webinars so we're doing it online right uh, and it's one meeting every second week or so so it's not that much work but it's uh, it's a little bit of preparation and so on but it's really good it's two nice companies really good yeah i mean your, your kind of industry maybe doesn't get that affected by by this crisis seeing as you can do it online right no, in the, in the, not at all. We we do the uh, investment readiness process in English, and uh, if we, if they like, and then online, uh, all meetings online. And I've got a software that actually makes it easier to document everything and make the assignments there. So uh, it's 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 really good. Uh, and we mix uh, between online meetings and uh, assignments, and then and they read some literature and so on. I was really inspired by. An American uh, investor, Jason Calacanis, uh, mm. and his book, Angel. Uh, I think everyone should read it before they even think of investing in wow. any tech startup, actually. Okay. So Is it specific for, for tech? Yes. Uh, okay. All right. He's the, probably the, the best uh, angel investor in tech companies in wow. the United States. So it's... Wow. Pretty heavy title. Uh, read, and, read and learn. Yeah. Yeah. But which companies have he invested in? Like uh, he was really early in, and many of those that you can die today say they're right. the big one, biggest ones. So it's wow. uh, you can read the book. Uh, yeah, he's, I will. He's telling I will. The, the difference between him and many investors and many books is that he's an investor. He's actually re, um, he's uh, giving the entrepreneurs all his uh, advices, uh, and he's really. Um, uh, telling the truth, it's not uh, you know trying to you know, make it yeah. so that he gets an advantage. He's uh, giving you the, all the tools to mm. understand how an investor is thinking. So it's it's a really good book to read. Right. Mm. So usually people say it's kind of smart money. Like you get the knowledge and then you get the capital. Is it mm. in that way? Yeah, you mean? that's another perspective. But he's uh, revealing all the tricks right. that investors are doing. Huh. Yeah, that that is like a magician revealing its own exactly. magic. Exactly, and that's why it's so good book. And wow. I read it, and I and actually the investment readiness process that I invented, it's based on his, his methodology. Hmm. So his ten questions that he asks, or so on. That I I, I built the process on that, wow. and then I've been combining it with my own experiences, and also uh, a lot of inspired from from Lennart Olsson, which is a Swedish really good uh, investor and, and uh, founder of. 
Stoaf, Stockholm's affärsäkter. And he read, also wrote a book in, in tech startups, but, but focused very lot, a lot on the due diligence and the financial design. But I combined those in the investment readiness process, so I reveal everything. And, and now we can't, you know, skip to ask you the question, what is investment readiness, <laughs> you know, process? Yeah. Is it just the way you invest money? or, or? No, it's, it's a, in a process in five meetings and eight assignments that is aimed for founders to really uh, understand their own individual goals, mm. both with the company as such, but also their economic and financial goals and to understand when they want to reach those goals. Mm. And often founders in a team of three or four, they don't actually talk about this in, in depth. Uh, and then suddenly, suddenly one of them is the chairman of the board, and then it's difficult to have those discussions. But when you meet an investor, they will absolutely have an idea what their financial goal is and what the timeline is. Right. And they will push the investment to be in line with their goals. And if you, as a founder, haven't got a clue, you're already, you know, mm. you're only, you could be in difficulty. So it's, it's a way to secure that you are ready to take on an investor. Uh, because I say to them, before you have an investor on board, you are in charge. And when you have an investor on board, the money will be gone soon, but not the investor. That's true. So That's then you true. have to, you know, you have to share all those goals and thoughts with another person. And, in, in, and that's why I really want to prepare them, the, the founders, yeah. before they meet an investor. And it's good for the investment as such, because this, then they will, try, they will be easier for them to find an investor that matches their needs. Right. And then that is a good foundation for a good venture. Definitely. Yeah, yeah because, you know, as a, as a business, you think that, you know, getting money... It's a, such a happy moment, you know, when you finally get that million crowns in your account and you finally can do something with it. But as you say, a couple of, let's say, 12 months down the road, you have no money and then you still have to do the work mm -hmm. and you have to get the new investors in because you didn't maybe think the way through. Mm -hmm. And it's just a bad loop. Yes. And, you know, you become so heavily dedicated getting the money all the time mm. so you you stop focusing on your startup or, yeah. or your business yeah. right and if you don't sell you won't reach the goals and yeah. then you will lose the money faster and then you have to take on money on a lower in uh, valuation because you haven't reached the goals yeah that's when you're getting diluted so mm. you you have to count on the the, the whole timeline and then backwards cal calculating, actually, to finance the company the old way. In, in, in Sumability, one of the companies I was co-founding, we did five investment rounds in five years. Hmm. And if I could have used that time on the market instead, guys, we could have done so much more. Yeah. Still, we got out in Sweden, in Europe, and then in the U.S. We made a really success in the U.S. We sold that all-terrain vehicle for people that couldn't walk. So it was veterans, right. uh, U.S. veterans. That's kind of cool. And in uh, 2013, <coughs> I signed an order on, uh, and the Zoom, the product at that yeah. time, was $13,000. So And I, I sold 111 Zooms on one order to the independence wow. fund. Then you could talk about being a happy moment. That is great. Uh, because the best thing is to that sell is your product and make money on that. Yeah. But if that's not possible, then the second best might be investors. But you have to think it through. Jesus otherwise, Christ. you might end yeah, up definitely. like some mobility did in some way. 
uh, taking on too many investors in too short time. Right. But, but did you guys keep up with the evaluation? Or? We got the evaluation up all the time, but eventually we were so deluded that um, when the exit, it, we had an offer from one of the global, you know, big ones, uh, and, uh, uh, but the, the deal didn't get through. And uh, one thing that was really sad at that time is that none of the founders had enough shares to be at the negotiation table. No way. Because they're the bigger investors were the one who had most shares, and then they and they were doing the negotiations. So wow. I wasn't even there, and the deal, you know, went down. So it's uh, that was sad. But uh, from that, I've learned a lot, and now I'm sharing that with other yeah. entrepreneurs in the investment readiness process. I'm so, really so, so walk us through. I mean, what happened? Like, <clears throat> you wake up a morning, you get an email that says, "I want to buy your company." Mm. And you say yes. Your other teammates say yes. Yes. And now you're not invited to the actual meeting. Because you are, this is, this is a really good question, Frank. Because you, you are still in the limelight. Because you are the sales, you know, I, was, I, had, I used to be the CEO, then I stepped down to be the sales manager. Uh, but you're still in focus so that the, one, the company buying the, your company right. want you to work. Of, yeah, course. of course. So even if I would have a little bit more shares, they still wouldn't have me negotiating huh. because I was part of the deal as well as the CEO. So this is what I try to get founders to understand that if you really want to do an exit within five years, you need to step down from the lamplight positions yeah. in three years so that someone else is on that position when the acquisition is made. Because then, otherwise, you will be handcuffed for three more years. Definitely. Yeah. And you will definitely not be there to negotiate the deal. Fuck. So, <laughs> you, you know, so few. This is something that very few think of. And, and maybe, I mean, I, maybe you shouldn't look at doing an exit as your goal. But when I ask founders, why are you doing this? Well, one question could be, I want to make money. Well, that will not be enough to make all the efforts that you need to do yeah. to make this happen. So then I, you know, go deeper, and then they, some they may might reveal that I'm doing this because I want to be free and I want to work with things that it really matters to me. Okay, if that's your ultimate goal, then we have to look at this plan because right. maybe it's more important that you can still work with this than having the money and have someone else decided to what yeah, to do with yeah. the company because then you won't be free. Right. So you, you know, and this is, is so the investment readiness can it can sound a lot like a financial process. But it's really, uh, you know, a, a mental yeah. and a, a, a kind of an individual founder uh, asking themselves, why are we doing this? Then we can get it into a financial process so they can, they, they can handle the investment process better. But uh, it's really nice. I love to work with it. And I've got eight instructors now that are working on the license uh, on the investment readiness process. So mm. it's, it's spreading. 50 companies has done it now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I had a company now that uh, got a really nice investments after having an investment readiness round. So I'm during the COVID nineteen times. Yes, wow. during That's they, amazing. they took it down in May, uh, which was amazing. But and I'm really, I want to talk to them see if they were satisfied uh, because COVID actually played against the entrepreneurs. I mean, investors are now having their portfolio and probably all of the companies have difficulties so they yeah. rather you know defend the, the investments that they've already done exactly uh, instead of giving into new ventures and if they do that they have a really you know 
a great bargain tag. They can yeah. they can negotiate really hard. So I would advise any company to not bring on money if they don't really have to to do it. They just wait until 2021 right. when it's a, it's a more fair market. And we spoke a little bit about this in the beginning um, that how the the COVID situation you know affects this process. Do you think that this process and the way investors are investing is going to be completely digitalized? You know, taking with the AI, virtual reality, and all this cool technology that's coming out. Uh, well, I think that digitalization should be used in things that we can do digitally now uh, without affecting the, the real values that we cannot do with today's technology mm. and AI. Um, and for me, example would be like, okay, well, let's say we have the investment readiness process. I've digitalized everything that I can when it comes to assignments, uh, literature, preparations, documentation, everything. But the actual meeting, when I ask the questions to the founders, and I have four founders in the room or on uh, uh, online, and they should answer the question, why now, for example, then I, I listen to them and I can hear what they're not saying. And if there's anyone out there has an AI that can hear what is not being said, that's a, that would be lovely. But I, today I haven't seen it. So I want to have that meeting to see, to listen to them. And when I have three founders, I can see what is not being said. If someone's changing, you know, their face a little bit, but when someone is talking, I can ask them, okay, I saw that you reacted with, what was that? That's something I haven't seen that an AI can do. Right. Visually see that someone is reacting and then say the correct following up question. Yeah. Uh, and the third third thing I say I'd say is uh, the chemistry between two people meeting. Uh, like let's say that I have an, another venture with two, with uh, two or three co-founders, uh, Norcop which is digitizing transactions for more mature companies. Right. Companies that have you know, three years uh, of uh, you know, history and three, maybe they have a 10 million turnover. Uh, then we can digitize a lot of the process, but not the actual meetings with the investors, because mm -hmm. then you have to meet them because it's still an early stage company. You have to work very closely with your investors and you want to meet because it's a chemistry between two people. Definitely. And that's also one thing that I don't think today AI can really do. Right. You know, you know, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's a very hard challenge. Because if I, as a person, am, if I'm better than the AI, why should we change it right now? Right. But when the, when the AI is better and the need is so big, then we can change technology. But that's, that's always difficult to be you know, on top of the technology but not do overdoing it yeah. and and i th i think it's right now i like to digitize everything that is um, economics financials uh, law, law perspective legal perspective um, <laughs> but not the actual listening and follow-on questions yeah. and the, the meeting between people do you think that our role as human being on this planet will be over when we have that technology that can, you know, analyze the movements we make, the blood pressure we have, the, the eye contact. and uh, No, I think that will uh, make the, the human race, if you say so, um, we will get time and energy so that we can use it to something, something new, something else that we cannot do today. So it will be 
it opening up uh, possibilities. That's what I think. It's what would that be? Oh, like what? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, um, seeing as we are, you know, we are kind of lazy mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. That's why we order food and we don't take, you know, the walk five minutes down the street to get to the pizzeria. We yeah. want to order shit. Yeah. And if we get more time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> well, it's one thing is just you know ordinary people. I don't know if they're going to spend it in a better way, but right. but if we can if we can get free time for people who are really advanced and really skilled, yeah, uh, they can focus more on the things that are the real challenges. Mm-hmm. And I, I re- right now, one of my sons is really into the space, you know, the programs they're yeah. doing, and he was listening to one of the biologists, and she said, if Right now, there's no person on Earth that can say that there's not life on Mars. Uh, because we can only define what life is on Earth. Right. So now when they send this, you know, whenever it's going to leave for Mars, uh, and they get this, this uh, material back that they're going to try to dig out from 2027, what we will give back? We, then we can define this is something that is, can be called life, but in a new definition. Huh. And maybe we even can find a method. Wow, that can be a metal that it doesn't exist here. Imagine if we can find a metal that can, you know, uh, store energy. Wow, you, know, you don't know. No yeah. one knows because we have no power. One, no one's been there. Wow, that's cool. So um, more time for skilled people to yeah. work with those challenges. Yeah. that would be nice. Right. So it's not going to be like the movie Ready Player One. When, when you know that, because that's that's what you think of. Like, yeah, as yeah, order yeah, people, yeah. you think of if people get more time, they will maybe have more war going on, or, or you know, mm. just being home, right? But 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 you're completely right. I, and but I think that we will see differences, of course, in people. There will be a lot of people that will waste their time. Yeah, as they are doing today, uh, right. instead of doing good things. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunately the way that we are so lazy. So definitely, definitely. Mm. Well. It, well it's a sidetrack, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love, I love the, I definitely love space. I mean, mm. how, has he been interested to space for a long time? Or your Not son? me, not me at all, but just my, my son. Okay, you're Really right. now when, when, I mean, Elon Musk is, uh, he's probably, you know, this century's, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, he's a rock star now. Yeah, I mean, uh, and what he's doing is really, really good. And, and, uh, and he's inspired by that. Yeah. So, I, and I'm, I'm glad. Uh, of course. Of course. Great. Great, man. All right. So, I mean, let's go back to investment. And if you would invest in a company five years ago, you know, you go back in time. Now you have more time. What would you have done? Uh, This is a little bit of a question that uh, it goes back to my my, uh, days in Zoomability. We uh, had one of the founders. He could really see into the future. Uh, he had some difficulties with other stuff like structure and so on, but he could really see in the future. I would need his number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but he's, he's an amazing person. He, um, I can give one example, uh, and it's kind of an answer on the question as well. But 2011, he told me that now Segway, you, you know, Segway, the yeah, one of the, yeah. it's a one-person electric mobility uh, but uh, you're standing up, and he said, you're standing on that vehicle like a preacher in a preacher chair. Yeah. And no one wants to look like that. They will never make it. And they sp- they've spent so much money for 10 years yeah. to develop that one and 10 years on the marketing it. But no one Crazy. really, really bought one. And it's hard to off. drive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not, not natural. Yeah. So he said, 
look at me. This is the way what people want. And now you can't see, but uh, I'm standing uh, like on a, a, a skateboard on yeah. a, or a longboard. People want to stand on the sideway and then hold a, a steering. Uh, and this is what we're seeing on the street today. And actually, in 2012, we got some funds to develop a product that we call uh, the, the, I think it was called Zoom Board. Zoom. And we took a longboard, we took the Zoom battery underneath, and we had two big Zoom electric vehicle en- en- engines with the wheels, <laughs> and one uh, like Harley Davidson steering. Damn, it was that's really badass. cool. It was really badass. Wow. And, and uh, we drove it, and it was so nice. And then I made a, a business plan saying that we should alter how people move in the cities by having these standing by you know, the central station is, uh, in, in hundreds so that people can book them on their, on, on their iPhone yeah. or, and then just drive them wherever they're going and leave it at the stairs and then just pay for the ride. And I made the, actually the entire business plan, and today you can see what that kind of companies are Shit. worth. But this was in 2012, 2013. So if I could answer the question, I would say I would have loved to invest in that company in 2015, because then we would have been on the way. We were too early. You right. have to be able to see yeah. like five years in the future and be on the way, not before, not yeah, after. It's definitely. such much about timing, and that why that is why... Really good investors, and you can read the book, Jason yeah, and Gallican. I will. I will it's not about making one or two or ten investments. You have to look at thousands of companies, and you have to make a lot of investments mm-hmm. uh, to be there so that you can have a few of them on the way, and they have to compensate for all the ones that's going down. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you, if you look at today in, in, in digital media, we always read about the you know the home runs. Yeah, definitely. Never about the other thousands Mm-mm. that didn't make it. That's true. So it's it can be blinded by that, and and um, I'd say to to minimize that risk, an investor is investing in many companies. You as a founder can only do one at a time. Yeah. So I mean, if, if I meet a founder who is twenty, I tell them you got about four or eight ch- chances in your life. Hmm. It costs to take that, kind of five years. Yeah, that's true. So you know, what are you gonna which wave are you going to try to hit? That's true. Mm-hmm. So, what's the total amount of you know the, the percentage of the ones that that succeed in the startup world and the ones that actually don't? Okay, this is there are some statistics, but the always the difficulty is always how you define a startup. Uh, so, if you if you say uh, that a startup in Sweden, well, that's something that is pre-market, pre mm-hmm. they're not commercialized, they are right. not on the market. Then you could say that it's maybe one in forty. Wow. I don't. I don't have the yeah. statistics on that one. But then in the U.S., so then you talk about startups that are uh, post-commercialized, so hmm. they, they they actually make money. Uh, not a they, positive flow. No, no. maybe not. Oh, but okay. you're st- you're still out there, and because there's a lot of companies that right. have no, don't have a positive cash flow, but they're selling for. But if you're selling your scale, scaling service uh, on on an annual, yeah. you know, monthly basis, so it's really you know recurrent. Then that's called a startup, and mm-hmm. then 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 there's one out of ten that makes a home run. When a home run is like ten times the money, mm-hmm. so anyone investing in that stage of a company needs to invest at in least ten companies to have one you know chance wow. to hit it. And then you have to have that much money so you can go into one your ten companies at the same time. So yeah. sort of. and then also have the money to fund them in their second and third round. Exactly. 
Wow. And that's a lot of money. So there's a lot of investors that I also coach to, to so that they really understand how much money they need if they're going to go into startup. It doesn't. You can't just hit one hit wonder. That's exactly. That's not the way you do it. It's, it that's just right. And if you if you are a really bad investor and you 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 miss your one shot out of ten and you burned all your money, mm. now you're sixty and you have to. St- become a startup yourself yeah. <laughs> you know that, that yes. must that must suck yeah yeah you're right <laughs> you know, well, fuck i should have i should have met bjarne i should have met him <laughs> no, fuck no. yeah yeah it's but crazy it's, it's crazy, crazy. It's, no, but it's it, it and and that's also why i ask them these questions uh, because they as you say it, it takes a risk uh, for the investor but it's also an even higher risk for the entrepreneur yeah. and i ask them like, if you really want to do you know, we make money. Why are not you just taking a really good job? Yeah, really high salary. Right. Uh, it's it's safer. <laughs> it's, but it's no, no, I want it's I true. want to do. I want to you know make make my dream come true and everything. Okay, then it's going to cost. You have to be there. You have to dare to invest a lot. But if this if there's one uh, woman I can't remember her name. She's a scientist, and it's been researching the 45 best serial entrepreneurs in the world. Hmm. And she's seen five things. And one thing that I remember is that they, they are always calculating their affordable loss. They're not looking at their possible gain. Where too many of us are looking at the possible gain of what this venture could give us. Right. But they, the really successful one is always looking at their affordable loss. What am I, what can I lose without, you know, it's no problem for me. So yeah. it, they make a calculation, okay, I can invest two years into this. And one hundred thousand dollars—that's what my affordable loss. If I, I don't, if, if, if it doesn't become anything, then I'm no, I have no problem because like, I haven't lost more than I wanted to. Right. But too many of us looking at possible gain, and then down the road we've lost more than we wanted to invest, huh. and that's not so funny. Uh, so a good it's, way it's, of it's a good, uh, good way of thinking. Affordable right. loss. Right. Amazing man. Uh, I know you're the man with the money, and no, I hope not the money. I, <laughs> with the I'm with the with sunshine. <laughs> I'm with the love. But I, I, I like to share my experiences. That's great. That's great. Yeah, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you heard the man, and thank you, Bjorn, for having the time for being on the show, man. It's my pleasure. It's our pleasure to have you, and we wish you best of luck during this Corona times, and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> Thank you, man. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.